chapter 24, verse 3 through 14. When you have it, say amen and be on your feet to show reverence to the word of God. Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 to 14. And we're going to be reading from the New King James Version. Amen. Today we begin our series entitled, The Four Signs of End Times. And I know many of you are excited and many of you are like dreading to show up today and be like, oh Lord, here we go again. But the truth will set you free. Amen. Amen. I said the truth will set you free. Amen. Amen. God is good. Let us read Matthew chapter 24 verse 3 through 14 and let us be on our feet if we're physically able to show reverence to the word of God and we read in Jesus name. Amen. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, And will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Dear Lord, we give you thanks, honor, and glory for your precious word. Father, thank you for the direction. Thank you for the enlightenment, the inspiration. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the things that others take for granted. Thank you for life. Thank you for the privilege of being part of your kingdom. Thank you, Father, dear God, for using us to bring down the kingdom of the enemy and deliver the good news. Father, your word is blessed. Your name is blessed. And you are blessed. And today we ask you, Lord, to give us the revelation, wisdom, and understanding to be able to interpret your word. Father, we pray this prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the church of God says, Amen. Amen. Let us be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, today is going to be a tough one. Because it's going to deal with you. It's going to deal with you. God bless you all. Y'all look sharp and beautiful today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. God is good. Everything must come to an end. Believe me when I tell you this. And I tell you this with my heart in my hands. Everything must come to an end. At one point or another, everything must come to an end. It's sadly... How many believe 
and live a life in in denial. Thinking and assuming that they're going to live forever. I'm going to give you the secret. Your expiration day will come one day. You can stretch your face. You can dye your hair. You can lose weight. You could change your name. And even in today's times, you could even change your sexual gender. But you cannot stop time. And you cannot stop the future. Every year that goes by is another chapter that has been closing your life. So whether you want to admit it or not, your time is coming soon. And whatever you haven't addressed here on this earth, God will address in Judgment Day. So he's given us time, not to buy time, but time to get right before his sight. Not before others, but before God. Are you hearing me, church? God is good. Concerning end times and prophecy can be fearful. It could bring confusion and it could bring misconception to many. But the signs of the end times will serve as a reminder that we are getting closer to the end. Prophecy is, the, is fulfilling itself right now, right before our own eyes. And many of us have failed to notice that. Because many of us are living in a lie. We're living in fantasy world, thinking and assuming that tomorrow is promise. When in reality, tomorrow is not promise to everyone. You're here today and gone today. Don't even say tomorrow. Because you don't know what could happen before the clock strikes 12. Amen? The end of ages is referring here in the scripture towards the end of the world, the rapture, the tribulation, the second coming, the judgment of all nations, will it all to come to path. Meaning that everything that God has said will come to path. You cannot change God's plans. You cannot change God's direction. You cannot change his word because his word is above him and his word is law. His word establishes all principles. His word establishes the beginning and the end. The word is God and the word is God and God is the word. Are you hearing me? So no matter what people are telling you, even others who are trying to discover life in another planet, God established the planet Earth for his human creation to be in it, not Mars. I know many of us want to escape this planet to go to another planet to start a new life. But God gave life on the planet Earth. That's why you, there's no life in Jupiter. There's no life in Mars. There's no life in Venus. There's only life in one planet and that planet is Earth. So stop living life in theories, in misconceptions, and in misconducts. The reason why many people want to live earth is because they want to create their own earth because they don't love the earth that God created. Because the earth that God created is ruled by his word. Meaning that if you think that you can do something and get away with it sooner or later, the eye of God, I said the eye of God that's placed on this earth will bring it out to life. For example... Many of us challenge God's creation. 
And that's why we're in this predicament right now. And God is saying to his church, get ready because my coming is sooner than what you think. The signs indicate the future forecast. Jesus in Matthew chapter 24 said this, many will be offended. One of the four signs that I'm going to be speaking about is this one. And this is the first sign. Offense. Write that word down. Many will be offended, meaning the majority. Now, I'm going to give you some recent news to understand what that means. Amen? But we first want to give you the biblical definition of offense. The biblical definition of offense is to cause a person or a group to feel hurt, angry, or upset by something you say or do. Are you hearing me, church? Now, the, ch- the church of today has yet to understand that. But the world today is revealing what offenses are. Have you noticed within the last few years, there's been a lot of scandal reports coming out on the news? People accusing people. Recently, I was watching a news report on a governor who was being accused of sexual misconduct. So I tuned in because I wanted to see what were the allegations and the accusations that he was being accused of. And the first accusation that he was accused was by a woman stating that he held her hand for too long. I was dumbfounded. I was assuming that the first allegation was going to be he took off his shirt and he made me groom his gray hairs on his chest. You mean to tell me that you are being accused for holding someone's hand for a long period of time? If that's an offense, take your hand back. The Bible says that many will be offended. People are offended today by reality because it doesn't fit what they expect. So that becomes an offense. And the Bible teaches us that one of the signs of Christ's return or the end of the world is offense. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel... the pain and the hurt of the victims. I'm not minimizing that. I know there's severe and and, and true accusations out there that people have been raped, molested, lied on, mistreated, and so forth. But the offenses of today are getting out of hand. Why are they getting out of hand? Because when you begin to believe your own lies... The bad becomes good, and the good becomes bad. I said, the bad becomes good, and the good becomes bad. Does that make any sense? For example, there are people today who are believing that it's okay not to come to church. When the Bible has stated That we are to gather together and congregate in his name. 
if you're watching us, you can see what's going on in here. But if you're not here, we don't know what's going on with you. So based on how you feel, you could shut off the TV because you don't like what you're receiving. But when you're in church, you're being convicted because you can't leave. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if the offense is that you feel that you're going to catch coronavirus, let me tell you something. Coronavirus is at the mall, it's at Walmart, it's at CVS, and at the corner of Walgreens as well. I know many are tuning off right now. Thank you. You're one of many who are going to be offended. But Jesus predicted that. We live in a society today that 50% of the people that receive a text message misunderstand the message and are offended by the message. 53% of people who receive a text message misinterpret the text message and are offended not knowing what the sender is sending. I got caught up in that dilemma. And I learned my lesson. So if I reply to you, amen, it's for a reason. It's for, I don't want to offend you. Pastor Millie says, can you use another word besides amen when you're texting people? No, because I'd rather talk to you, see you face to face, to first and forward, see what's, what's operating in your head so that I could bind it in the spiritual realm so that I can deliver the message to you rather than send you a text. Get, you get upset with me, and I don't know why you got upset with me, and before you know it, you got a grudge against me, and I'm all ears like saying, what in the world is going on? So I learned my lesson. Am I the only one? Because many will be offended. You didn't like my video. You didn't leave me a comment. You strolled by my picture. But I noticed you gave someone else a thumbs up. You know what? I give everybody a thumbs down. I ain't even saying nothing. Maybe... I didn't skip your picture. Maybe I didn't see your picture. Or maybe you didn't know that someone else hacked into my account and gave everybody else a thumbs up but you. I don't know. With today's technology, anything's possible. Many will be offended. That's the first sign. Now, in order to understand what Jesus was telling his disciples 2,000 years ago, we must get into the scripture. The disciples came to Jesus privately and they asked him, tell us what will be the signs of your return or what will be the signs of the end times. And Jesus said, when all of these things have passed, and those who remain in me, in other words, will endure all this hardship, then the end will come. So that means that Corona is only the beginning of sorrows. That means that 
people killing people younger and younger, it's only the beginning. If you think that you have seen everything, you have yet to see nothing. It's going to get worse. Last Sunday, I, I, the previous Sunday, I spoke about little Nas X dancing in front of Satan and some sneakers coming out. You know what they did the following week? They, little, I, help me, Jesus, because this is blasphemy. They did a skit on Saturday Night Live. And the skit was based on a person dressed like Jesus and little Nas X lap dancing on Jesus' lap. And when the skit was over, they said, Happy Easter. Who saw it? Wasn't that offensive? I didn't get offended by it. You know why? Because the Bible tells me that in the last days, in the last days, in the last days, there will be things like these taking place. Don't get me wrong. I'm a human being. I love Jesus. I love God. It did bother me a little bit. But then I was reminded that in the end times, there will be blasphemers, mockers. That's what the scripture says. So if I'm in the scripture, I get the picture. Now, what's the main offense that is going to offend many in the end times? The main offense that will offend many, including you and I, is the truth. Write that down. The truth will offend you. The truth will offend you. Are you hearing me, church? God is good. Give him a round of applause. The truth discloses and reveals the secret behind the issue. That's what the truth does. A few years ago, a plumber was telling me a story about a client. This plumber, he's a close friend of mine. That's his job, Trey. I'm just going to call him the plumber. I'm not going to disclose his name because I don't want to offend him just in case if he's watching this video. Amen? Because people are so sensitive nowadays. <laughs> he held my hand too long. Take it to, I, can't get, I can't get over that. I, I can't. Like, give my hand back. Stop walking, start walking around with some hand sticks. That way, when people hold on to your hand, they just, they took your stick. Amen? And this plumber was telling me the story. He said that he had a client that he went over the house and he noticed uh, the client's complaint was that the sink and the tub were clogged. So the plumber got to the issue that was causing the tub and the sink to clog up. And it was hair. He said, I had to remove chunks of hair. Amen? To, the, to his surprise, when he reported this, to his client, the client said, that cannot be. That cannot be. 
And he says, sir, here's the evidence. No, I don't believe that. Don't tell me that that, that the little bit of hair that I drop in the sink costs all of that to clog up. Make a long story short, the plumber said, I'm no longer going to do business with this person. This person even wrote a bad report about me, made all kinds of accusation when I was telling him the truth. What I learned from that story was that people are so gullible that you can show them evidence and they are still in denial because they don't want to hear the truth. Why? Because the truth holds you accountable. Where did that hair come from? Hello? 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 And that's an offense. That's why we don't want to pray those prayers to God. God, reveal to me what's in my heart. No, don't, 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 if you're not ready. Because years of things being clogged up in your spiritual system... Don't allow you to flourish, and you're the cause of that. Little hairs clogged up the tub. After a while, little things that go places where they're not supposed to go will begin to clog. When you start filtering things that don't belong there, that's why I learned a lesson. When I shave, after I'm done shaving, I take a napkin and I wipe all the hairs out. And I throw it in the trash can. They ain't blaming me. <laughs> Pastor, you do that? Yes, I do that. Because I'm not paying $500 and $600 for a plumber to come and do something that I can't avoid. I will take $600 and I will go to a nice hotel with my wife and enjoy rather than pay someone for something that I can avoid doing. <laughs> but we're offended by that. We're offended. My car is not working, you hear people say. I took it to the mechanic and he robbed me. He said that I needed uh, brake pads. I needed an oil change. I needed transmission fuel. I needed this. I needed that. And they get offended when they get the bill. But they complain when things ain't working. If you take care of your business, you won't find yourself in that predicament. You won't find yourself being offended. Are you hearing me, church? I'm going somewhere with this. Many of the signs of the return or the end of time will be that many will be offended. And what offends people more than ever in today's generation? The truth. Are you hearing me? God is good. Ooh, this is a powerful service already, man. Amen. Wow. Issues that are not addressed will become bigger problems in the future. The real reason behind why people get upset is simply because the, of the truth. And the truth holds everyone accountable. Are you hearing me, church? 
That's what the truth does. It, it brings accountability on a person, and people don't want to hear that. Like, for example, people don't want to hear this message here today. People want me to preach, you're blessed, you're going to go places, God is going to continue to bless your mess, even though that don't make no sense, even though you got a mess in your nest, and you're trying to get God to bless it, I'm telling you a lie, so that you can continue to come and be a supporter of my agenda rather than God's agenda. That's why people flock churches that tickle their ears. People love those churches. They accommodate them. Oh, I love how the pastor preaches. He, he just makes me feel so good. I don't want to make you feel good. I want to get on your nerves. You know why I want to get on your nerves? Because I love you. Because when you love someone, you want change in them. You, you, know, you, you know what it is. Oh, okay, G- give me the baby. Bring me the baby up here. Bring me the baby. I'm going to show you an illustration. Come on, baby girl. Come on, quickly, quickly. I got a couple minutes before they shut me down. Amen. Amen. Look at this beautiful child. Okay. How old is she? She's one. Okay. She don't weigh much. She's beautiful. She smells good. Everything that she does is cute. She put her hands in. She put her fingers in her nose. Oh, anything that she does is cute, right? Right? God bless you. Here. Minister Wayne, come up here. A grown baby. First of all, I can't. I'm not even going to attempt. Is this normal? But many people think this is normal. This is my baby. Oh, he's so cute. He's still picking his nose. He still smells like Similac. He's still a little. He's still playing with toys. He's, he's all he's good. Thank you. <laughs> if you correct that, that will offend someone. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. I behaved like a child. I did childish things, but now I'm a grown man. Imagine me trying to pick up Minister Wayne. I will, CVS and Walgreens will run out of Bengay. And if you Spanish, Vix fixes everything. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Vix does miracles if you're Hispanic. Amen. I know many of you, before you even came to service, you got a little jar in your car right there right now with some Vix. We Spanish people, oh, oh, the brakes are squeaking. Grab some Vix. I got a headache. Grab some Vix. Can you help me, please? Don't leave me alone. Keep going. Keep going. I'm going somewhere. God is good. Come on, give him a round of applause. Let me share some true facts that are occurring right now that Jesus talked about 2,000 years ago. He spoke about today's generation. It's fascinating how today's generation cannot throw away the trash. They cannot discern 
or make out what is recycling and what's trash. And parents will enable that behavior by saying, you know, they don't know. They did, but they know how to download apps. They, they, they know how to make pro- fake profiles, photoshops. Oh, c- c- come on, man. Come on. Are, are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? But if the adult, the real parent, calls the child out for that childish act that he's not supposed to be doing, the other enabler comes in and disrupts the order. There are more people in the church offended than the ones that are outside the four walls. I don't go to church no more because that pastor didn't acknowledge me. Who made the pastor God? The person who got offended. Whether you look at me or not, it doesn't bother me. I'm making sure that I'm trying to get myself to heaven and I'm trying to live right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I possibly can to love you, hug you, and this and that. But I'm not going to take your weight upon me. No, no, sir. No, sir. I'm going to sleep in my mattress, pillow top. That me and my wife all night are fighting over the covers. You know, because when you get older, not only you use Vicks, but you get flashes. Sometimes you get hot. Sometimes you get cold. And you begin to fight. And you start offending one another. I asked my wife the other day. I said, baby, how'd you sleep? I would have slept good if you hadn't taken all the sheets. So I got upset and said, well, why didn't you grab another one? Because you took mine too. And I said, really? Okay. That's good. We get offended over nothing. I was, I was reading a, a news article not too long ago. The boyfriend killed the girlfriend and killed four other family members over a stimulus check. You offended me because you didn't give me half of the check. So I'm going to kill you and everybody that lives in your house over $1,400? He killed everybody in the house. And, and, and the cops are trying to, 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 put, to make sense of this. I, I read them Matthew. I call the cops and the detectives and I say, look at Matthew. Who, Matthew who? Matthew's not the subject. I mean, the subject, Matthew, the Bible, says that many will be offended and will betray one another. To kill someone, you gotta be, you gotta betray that person. It's all there, amen? God is good. Wow. I was yesterday outside doing some lawn work, you know. Those are always interesting projects. My wife says, you, 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 you do a lot of walking and no production. She right. Apostle calls me supervisor. I say, you right. <laughs> Amen. I was out there with my neighbors and we decided to cut down a tree. In the midst of this tree being cut down, I noticed that my neighbors were a little off. And they're normally not off. So me with my uh, spiritual detective license... I started to make my way around them. You know how you make it. You okay? You all right? You all right? What's, what's, what's going on, man? You, everything look a little tight around here. Made sure I pulled my wedgies just in case it wasn't me. Made sure they were out. Amen. 
Sometimes it might be you. You don't know, you know. And I'm going somewhere with this. And next thing you know, they, they started going off about a situation that they're dealing with right now with their grown kids. Remember I said grown kids. Remember, remember I said that. And I said, oh, yeah, oh, what's going on? And, and, and you know, and, you know, when people are upset, you know, they, they, they start huffing and, and they start throwing things, you know. Like, huh, huh. You know, you, you want to make sure you, you, you get out the way. They might throw an axe or a hammer and hit you, you know. You might be a casualty, an innocent bystander. So I moved back a little bit. I'm looking at the picture. And I'm seeing everything that's going on. And I said, you know what, God, use me. They're my neighbors. The Bible says, love your neighbor. That's what the Bible says. See, I, I could have been another religious freak, and I could have gone inside and said, this ain't with me. But God places you in situations so that you can be a bridge, so that you can be an answer to the prayer. They began to tell me, you know, a little bit disclosed. I'm not going to get into their business, but make a long story short. I, I said to them, you know what the Bible says about our children? And it says, no, we, we have, we, and I say, you guys attend church. They say, yeah, we do. I, and, I, and in my mind, yo, yeah, you're the ones that skip the sermon and just go there just to look good, right? I said that in my mind. I didn't say that to them. Amen. And I said, let's look at Genesis chapter 2. I didn't say that to them, but I, I, I brought them to this scripture. But I'm asking you guys to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. And, and this is when God created Eve. After he created, first he created Adam and then he created Eve. And, and look at what the Lord said. And he commanded in Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. He says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and join to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And they shall be naked and not ashamed. If... Adam and Eve were the first family, and they had no children. But God commanded this. It's because God knew that they were going to be the model of the future families to come. The issue that we're having today is that we don't want to accept the truth. We want to baby our kids. We want to solve our children's problems. And before you know it, they become your problems. And instead of you enjoying your life, now you in offense. Now you upset because your daughter-in-law or your son-in-law got you mad because they got your baby mad. But let your baby handle, if your baby got jiggy, your baby is good enough to clean it up. El que se casa, pa su casa. Right, Apostle? So her daughter and his son were going at it, and they took over the atmosphere. You could feel it. It was thick. And every time he was hitting that tree, I was like, dang, man. Woo, let me back up. Let me, yo, he knocked that. I'm, I'm telling you, i never seen strength like that. All over something that should have been addressed a long time ago. Now, don't get me, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. You can help your children, okay? Any given moment, any given time in your life. But when you take ownership of their problems, now you are part of the problem. You're not the solution. You're not the solution. So I said to him, your kids work? Yeah, they do. They got their own place? Yeah, they do. 
then why are you allowing them to come here and bring this mess? This is your house. You're supposed to be in peace. Enjoy, hear the birds. We can't even hear the birds today because of y'all. That's what I felt like saying. I didn't say that. I'm the only Spanish person living in that neighborhood. I don't want to be kicked out. I don't want the, the, the community to gather and say, this person, you know how it is. Amen. That's, that's for another day. But the atmosphere was thick over an offense that had nothing to do with them. Now, if we establish biblical principles, we are able to understand that what God intended was the best for each and every one of us. God never intended for you to have a war in your own house. Now, let me tell you something. You can have battles and wars out there, but the worst war and the worst battle that you can have is the one at home. I hate those. I I, I could call angels, I could fight principalities in the name of Jesus, I could do all things, but there's nothing worse than a house war or a house battle. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you make a sound and you feel like you're walking on eggshells because everything is a jab. Why you got to open up the cereal box like that? Man, I've been opening the cereal box like that before you even met me. All of a sudden, it bothers you? What's up? What's going on? When people get in your tent, that tent now becomes a curse. When Joshua was walking with the children of Israel, he was walking with them. He said, make sure to keep your tent clean. Make sure to keep your... He emphasized that. Why? Because if, the, if anything gets in your tent... You see, if it's bothering my neighbors, then I'm going to feel it. And I'm feeling it now. It's going to radiate. And before you know it, it's going to go down the street. So I became to, to declare a word over them. And I said, in Jesus' name, you guys will not move. In Jesus' name, you guys will be successful. In Jesus' name, I began to pray for them. And I told my wife about it. We need to pray. Our neighbors need to be in peace. We need to be in peace. Sometimes we're selfish. Oh, they're fine over there. Let them. It's not over here. Those are the people. If, if, if the problem gets to you, it means that God is looking for you to do something about it. And we're selfish at times. We like to see our neighbors move and fight and break windows and, and a foreclosure sign. Oh, there goes the neighbor. No, 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 no. You, you can be an example. So to make a long story short, 